Good afternoon and welcome to episode seven of So What's Been Happening? Sunday, the 11th of October, 2020. We're still uh, unfortunately in lockup for a little bit longer in Victoria yet. Uh, bring on a quick mate of mine, Mr. Glenn Curran. How are you, Glenn? Good yeah, afternoon. Hey, how are you, mate? Good afternoon. Good, mate. Beautiful sunny day in Melbourne, in Victoria. Um, hope Number you've been out, out a little bit for your mandatory two hours. Number seven, mate. Who would have thought we'd get to number seven? Absolutely. We're rolling along beautifully. We've got a big guest today too, um, no yes. doubt. We've, uh, we're heading to the top now. It's going to be it's going to be tough to keep this talent up, that's for sure. Plenty <laughs> of talent in Victoria with uh, plenty of time on the hands too. So it's great to be able to access this great man uh, pre-finals time for the AFL. Yes, very good. And uh, before we do, let's uh, let's bring on another good mate of ours, Berkey. How are you, Berkey? Good afternoon, viewers, and good afternoon, Glenn and Ash. How are you, boys? G'day, very Berkey. Good, How are you, mate? Yeah, going okay. Going okay. Been a big week. Not bad for a Sunday, they say. <laughs> That's it. Um, what's been on, mate? What's so what's been happening this week? What's been what's been yeah. good for you? Give me one highlight. Uh, What's, what's been good? Just um, playing some music, playing some tunes is about it, boys. Um, doing a bit of work around the place, but um, on the not so good, we lost a we lost a good mate this week. So um, not wanting to bring the vibe down, but uh, bail to Ross Collins. Lots of love to you, buddy, and happy trails. All the best to the family and stuff. Um, yeah, great man. Absolutely, sorry to hear that. Um, but yes, you're right. He was a great man. Um, Glenn, how's the week been for you, mate? Good, mate. All I can say is Colin got a no good, though. No good whatsoever. Terrible. Terrible. We're on to this already, mate. We're on to this already. Let's get it out of the way. Deal with it, and then we can move on. How's that sound? <laughs> the witches' hats were out last night, boys. It wasn't oh, pretty. Were, mate, they would look, as and I said during the week, we thought they'd played their final week before, but that was, yeah. that was poor. Yeah, but I'm going to listen to what you blokes say, so, you know, I'm like everyone else out there. Fair enough, too. I, I was stuck in my own reality, and it came home to roost last night. I just had some music on and was watching, and I just couldn't believe what I was seeing. But anyway, it is what it is. Yeah, it definitely is. Um, what about you, As? How was yours, mate? Yeah, look, my week was okay. Um, things are progressing okay with our with our walk, um, the Black Dog Institute, and we're we're pushing up to the 80k zone. I've done now, uh, hundred. So I'm only 11 days in. So um, I put a I put a thing out to a few friends that if I if I got to my donation amount, um, I would go to 200k's for the month. Right. So fair to say, uh, it dragged a few extra donations in, which <laughs> was a good call. So I'm, sure. uh, I've gone I've gone on now and going to push to 200k. So we'll see how we go. It's good good to be able Thank to do you. that. My wife's asked me to do the 200Ks, but she just wants me to go in one direction and not come back. So that's what yeah. I want me to be going with, I think, boys. I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind going for a drive for a couple of hundred Ks, that's for sure. Um, it's a <laughs> tough you gig. Stick in the woods, as? It's a tough gig within five, that's for sure. All right. Um, so the pies, mate, no good. Finished. Ah, terrible. Terrible. I, can't, I can't, um, can't help but notice you've got a little bit ahead of yourself and put the name Champs in there for, uh, for today. That's an interesting, uh, interesting name there, mate. Obviously, got a little bit ahead of yourself with the pies there. Probably went a little bit early, but no, no, um, just I'll stick with that. No, what it's, can it's, you uh, say, mate? why the name? Why? Bevy of ex-lovers, to be honest, guys. Uh, 
That's yeah, Bevy, that's, Bevy, comes with the comes with the territory, you know. Now to, today, guys, we've uh, we've gone straight to the top. Being this time of year, there's uh, no better person I would think than go with the the man that's just made a made a living out of ripping off everyone else's songs and writing a few, crossing out a few words and putting his own in and making a, a name for himself. Welcome along, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Greg Champion. Hey guys, g'day everybody. Good to be with you. How are you, champs? Great to see you. Thanks for coming well, on. I just happen to have, I just happen to have the rest of the, my life free every day. <laughs> yeah, it's a very long day, isn't it? A bit tough at the moment. Yeah, yep. So um, uh, when Berkey said, "Are you free Sunday?" I said, uh, "Every Sunday forever." <laughs> Yeah, and now this is the music of television, folks. We are actually 1.5 meters apart, but um, I know. I standing in a, I'm standing in a different universe. So, yeah. and I'm in a hologram. So, trust us, we are appropriately social distance at the moment in our mind. At the moment, yes. Right. We may get up for a cuddle later. Yeah, um, that's what happens on camera stays on. No, that's right. Well, yeah, we'll sure share. Yeah. So, I'd like to ask. I'd like to start if that's okay, guys. Absolutely. Uh, Greg, well, I'd like mate. to know where, how it all started. Where, where, how did your musical journey, where did this first all kick off? Um, yeah, yeah. Mum, mum got us a guitar when I was 10. And so... Uh, Surf off. Uh, it was Christmas. Oh. I got up and there was a guitar there on the lounge. Um, so that was the starting point. Um, um, I had lessons for a year or two, I can't remember how long. Oh, I had piano lessons when I was nine for six months. And then I had a few guitar lessons. And then we stopped that. And then at 13 or 14, I was learning sheet music in the bedroom wow. um, of the Seekers. Mum was bringing home the Seekers sheet music. And I was teaching myself that. So, and then I sang a couple in the church, at, uh, a couple of things in the church at 14. Wow. Where was this? Where were you? In Hectorville. In Hectorville. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. The housing trust suburb of Adelaide. There were others, but it was one of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it's not exactly upmarket. Mm. Uh, and uh, um, and uh, when I was seventeen and started uni, I first thing I did is join the folk club. So the what club? Folk. The folk club. Uh -huh. yeah. and that's where it all started. This all this journey all came about. And then at seventeen, in my first year at uni, uh, I met a bloke at the folk club, and we started doing duets, and we took it to the coffee lounge. Oh. Uh, the Catacombs Coffee Lounge, the historic and somewhat famous Catacombs Coffee Lounge, and we auditioned for a gig at the Coffee Lounge, mm. and um, we didn't get it the first time. Uh, and I thought, like, do you even give us yeah. a kick? What? Is that weird? People don't know yeah. talent. Anyway, we did a second audition, and they gave us a gig. Oh, of course they did. They made talent when they see it over those catacombs, don't they? Well, it's a, it's a, oh, a few, you know, stars, folk stars have played. Uh, Doug Ashdown. Doug Ashdown, winter in America. Yeah. I still play that track. Right? That's a good song. And Doug's still going around. He's a top bloke, Doug Ashdown. Yeah. Top bloke. Yeah. One of those, no uh, no tabs on me, one of those uh, turning down to earth blokes. We were discussing this last night. Josh, uh, Peter Dacos is very similar. Yeah. Absolutely. He would have been handy last night, actually. No. <laughs> No star, I was a star thing yeah, with yeah. Peter Davis. Don Scott's another one. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. Um, uh, and Peter McKenna, of course. Right mm -hmm. off brief here, 
Mm. Um, let's talk music. This is we're about music. We don't want to talk football because football sucks. Well, well Doug Ashton uh, was the kind of people that were getting a break in the Adelaide coffee lounges, such as the catacombs, was the main one. So I had a history, uh, a bit of fame about it. Mm. And then we got a we got a gig there when I was seventeen. Very nice indeed. After that was all done. <laughs> uh, then um, and then by the time I finished uni. Uh, I had a band up and running doing Eagles stuff and I traded the acoustic for a semi-acoustic electric and uh, and then I... Seven what years, was the name of the band? What do first, we know The first band was Tidewater. Tidewater. Oh, that's... Yeah. yeah. Got that from the Chuck Berry lyric. Los Angeles, give me Norfolk, Virginia, Tidewater, 4109. Yep. So that's yep. called yep. Tidewater. Because you had a black, you had black waters and you had, you had sort of other waters. Mm-hmm. All black water. Well, but also there were bands called this water and that oh, water. Oh, yeah, okay. Still water. Still water, that Still sort water. of thing. <laughs> country, country, country. Oh, good. Very nice, Bertie. Very um, nice. <laughs> don't know, don't know uh, it's all, almost famous. It's a bit... Almost. Famous. It's a movie. Uh, yeah. And 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 Tide Water, and by the time I finished uni... We were playing um, in the pubs, and then seven years after that coffee lounge thing, I went to Melbourne to play in more pubs, oh. in a bigger pub zone, oh. to be a smaller fish in a bigger yeah. pond. That's a stupid, stupid idea, but it worked for you. Well, that was where you go if you want to further your horizon. Of course, if come you, over here. Yeah, if you go to the bigger, bigger. Scene, man, yeah. you've kind of done the Adelaide scene. You've been in circles, yeah. uh, played everywhere, uh, several times, yeah. lots of times, and you kind of knew all the musicians. Mm-hmm. So you just had to go and spread your wings and take a chance. And within twelve months, I got into Fabulous. Yeah, within three months, and within twelve months. We were one of the hottest bands in Melbourne. Yeah, like so, I did the start Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, things have gone better since, <laughs> but it was a good start. <laughs> Go ahead, Lex. What age was the move, Chance, from from uh, yeah. Adelaide across to Melbourne? Twenty-four. Okay. Yep. So you'd you'd had done a bit of Adelaide by by twenty-four, um, ready That's to move right. into the big smoke. Well, that is right. Seventy-nine was the year. And, um, yeah, and what's more, a lot of your peers uh, were moving. So JJ Hackett mm. had moved and James Black had moved and these these absolutely gun Adelaide musicians who are still, in a lot of cases, dominating the Melbourne scene today. Yeah, well, yeah. James Black is an institution in this yeah. town. Yeah. He's played in uh, 10 bands and he's dearly loved in a lot of areas of his producing yeah. and his uh, wide skills and as a person. And still doing the Rockwears thing too. But yeah, so he yeah. was the MD of the Rock Rock Wiz for 10, yeah. 12 more yeah. years. Yeah. Uh, so th- these guys I played with as young people, uh, we were all about turning 20 in Adelaide, and then these heavyweight musicians did move to Melbourne to further their horizons, and I was following a little bit in their footsteps. It was a constant exodus. Mm. Uh, it was Mick Peeling and all, oh, yeah. all, wow. all of stars. Yeah. Uh, Andy Duran. A lot yeah, right. of them had come from Adelaide. Just uh, the list goes on and on. Cool. Hey, what, champion, we might, um, seeing as we've got you here, sorry, folks, seeing as we've got champion this week, 
I reckon it's about time we got him for a song. What do you reckon, guys? You up for that? Sounds good. Let's Let's go go for it. Things you've got behind you there, Greggy, and we'll um. Uh, have you, have you got the budget for this? It's a good point. Yeah. We'll have a rip around. I don't know if you can afford this. I saw somebody, <laughs> say, I, somebody I saw Tom Penny saying that <laughs> on a documentary. Let's go acoustic. Right. Don't have to pay for the power at least. What song are we going to go with, Champy? What are we thinking? So you want a cover, you want an original, and you want a fun one. Yeah, right. I'm yeah. saving the fun yeah. one. Yeah, I reckon. Oh, well, what are we... Finish up with a home crusher. Well, should we warm up on I Made 100? Warm up on You happy with that, guys? Sounds made great. 100 a month. I mean, no. Count. So, uh, but, uh, yeah, that's cool. But it doesn't count as one of my... No, months. that's true, too. All right. So, 1985 was the year... Uh, I don't know if this is representative of me, but this one got a bit of air, quite a bit of air by the time. Over the decades, it was my last lucky break, and it was 1985. <laughs> Till today. Uh, until today. Well, until, until meeting you blokes <laughs> this afternoon. <laughs> Had Simon out to have a bath just the other day. I had no idea what was coming my way. I played a chance of sinning and I earned every run. And I made a hundred in the backyard of my lawyer. I made a hundred in the backyard of mum's. I followed and I crunched every fabulous run. I toiled and I sweated, and when day was done, because honey, I made a hundred in the backyard of man. No, I don't. I started. Yeah, it's what started. You lose your place. Started out real pokey like, poking around. Me sister with her off breaks, well, she had me pinned down. But when the little brother bowled, I gave him the club. And when we stopped for lunch, I was 24, not out. Well, then my uncle Nev came on, bowling his But I was scoring freely with the flexions and flicks. As I passed me 50, I paused for ginger beer. Yeah. And when I heard the roof next door, they all began to cheer all together. I made a hundred in the backyard at Mum's. I covered and I crunched every fabulous one. I toiled and I sweated. And when the day was done, I made a hundred in. We've gone for a I took some on the body, but they didn't hurt a bit. I only hit the ball that was there to be hitched. I hold them off my eyebrows and I tried to keep me head. And I came up with a straight drive through the window of the shed. Oh, I made a hundred in the backyard at Mount. I covered and I crossed every fabulous run. I toiled and I sweated, 
and when that I would Just like, oh, just like diamond cricket. <laughs> Let's not go there. Lovely champs. Where was cricket for you, champs? Go ahead, mate. Sorry. Go again. Where, where was cricket for you as a young bloke? Did you did you did you throw one over, roll one over as a kid? Uh, mate, young. Uh, I'm talking to Aaron. Yeah. Um, I'm talking to everyone. Uh, I'm talking to you all. Uh, the world. At yeah, large. the world. Uh, the answer is I played two years of uh, eighth grade uh, with the old scholars. I played ten years of footy, six at school, four in uh, amateurs with the old scholars. But I had two. I didn't take up cricket. I played tennis at uh, school, and uh, but I, I had two years of um, eighth grade cricket uh, in my late teens. And uh, and uh, to elaborate, was I, I was no good at bowling and terrible at batting. Um, I ended up opening the bowling and batting. That's how crowd they were going. They were going. Mm. Uh, but I never made more than ten mm. in two seasons. And uh, but I did take some wickets with mediums. Uh, well, you do anything for two years, you, you can no, fluke a few. <laughs> someone's got yeah, someone's <laughs> got a missing stuff though. Yeah. Go ahead, lads. So, um, backyard cricket, yeah, that brings back great memories. Backyard cricket, like where, where I grew up in my street, we, um, yeah, a couple of lads who I'm still mates with now, and we all live pretty close together. Backyard cricket was huge, huge games playing on one of the blokes. He actually used to get his dad to mow the middle of his driveway, the grass stripped in the middle of his driveway. So, he had a beautiful. Had a, had, a, had a beautiful pitch sorted magically. So, yeah, a lot of fun. Backyard cricket, a lot of fun. Uh, 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 but I never dropped a catch. Oh, that's that's no. wonder. Hang sure. on. So, we move on to footy from there. Um, the love of the Adelaide and Adelaide Crows. Who, who was your NFL team when you were growing up? Who, who did you follow around the traps? Yes, yes, Aaron. Norwood, uh, I come from the greater Norwood region. Norwood was in my DNA. My mother was Norwood. She was born Norwood, born in Norwood, and born a Norwood fan. There was Sturt, and Norwood and Sturt are neighbouring regions, and really they're both the middle class regions. And uh, so Norwood and Sturt will always have the historic sort of rivalry. Um, Dad was one, and Mum was the other. Dad took my two brothers over to Sturt, and I went with Mum to. With Norwood, stick with mum. Good man. Yeah, Good we, choice. We lived in the, you know, as I say, back of Norwood, in the uh, housing trust department. Really? Yeah, but um, so the red legs uh, are in my DNA, and and um, they they've had they've had quite. A lot. In fact, I think they're the second most successful side after Port. But anyway, they're one of the strong sides of the sample. Um, not so good this year, but uh, generally Norwood goes well. And I've had some good times at Norwood. And I'm still connected with the club. I went and sang on the ground before the game last year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I've got good relationships at the club, which I'm going to want when I go and live in Adelaide. Oh, hmm. there's a scoop. Hmm. 
There we go. That's oh, a return. Wow. I'm going to miss him. Return to the great land. Um, I've been up for 40 years. The Adelaide Crows or, or Port Power? Yeah, Crows, yeah. Well, I mean, you have to have two heads and, a, and no brain to break for Port <laughs> and, and no teeth. And, and you also, you know, you have to have a stolen Toyota Corolla uh, or, or a Pintara with fats to barrack for port. Uh, so uh, naturally, I'm a crow man, mate. Very good to hear. Very good to hear. Nice. So were you, were you born here, champs, or born over there? Born here or born well, over there? Well, it's funny you should ask. I try and keep this quiet, Glenn. I try and – you've touched a very sore point with me here, mate. <laughs> I apologise. I, I told you not to mention this, <laughs> But so oddly enough, try and keep it shush. But I was accidentally born in Victoria. Okay. Now, so I. So we're claiming. Well, we've got I, you then, mate. You're ours. Well, I make a big fuss about being South Australian on air, and when the, you dig a bit deeper, I was accidentally born in Victoria. I tell people we were only stopped at the survey for five minutes. <laughs> all right. That's all it takes. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, the truth of the matter is uh, my Adelaide parents, uh, dad was posted to Benalla, which was a migrant processing camp, and he worked in immigration. Uh, so my brother and I were born in Benalla, but then we quickly moved back to Adelaide just before they closed the borders and, um, uh, or just before we got too Victorian. We hurried <laughs> back to Adelaide and and and... And I was there until I made that move to Melbourne at 24. So the truth is I've lived in Melbourne a lot longer than Adelaide. I was born in Victoria, uh, and I'm bisexual about my nationality. That's the truth. That doesn't make you a bad man. No. no. Nothing wrong with Benalla, mate. My wife's a Benalla girl, so Benalla's a good spot. My wife's born in Benalla. Your wife's a Benalla girl? Yep. Well... As long as she's got her health, mate, that's the main thing. <laughs> <laughs> you tell her we can still exactly be friends. Right. <laughs> oh. Exactly right. Um, champs, we move on just quickly to one of one of the radio, and especially Melbourne, the absolute institution that is the Could Have Been Champs and the Could Have Been Champions. Obviously, uh, it's been a big part of your life. Um, it still is today. And I've grown up as a kid listening to the Could Have Been Champs and absolutely loved it. Um, so thank you for that, first of all. And one of you, just give us one of your fondest memories of Could Have Been Champions just in the last couple of years. Oh, well, it's hard to come up with a fond memory, but uh, <laughs> off the top of your head, I'd, oh, oh, well, okay, here you go then. Things you've got us on the spot. Um, I think we've done this at 11 straight Brownlow nights at the members' dining room at the G. So it became a sort of a proper thing. Uh, and the members, members like they could have been. And it, sell, it sells out in 10 minutes every year. And uh, that holds about 550 or something. Uh, so 11 straight Brownlow nights at the members' dining room. I think that's our people, the members' mm. dining room. Mm. Mm. Uh, yes. 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 And what's more, we do all our D's bashing songs and our members bashing songs, and they just sing along <laughs> like it up. these are our songs. <laughs> this is about for us. us. <laughs> so we bash the members, they sing along. Yeah. Everyone's a winner. It is great. 
What about Very I started? I started. I, I work for Concept Displays. I started forty years ago. I started in June, and you guys started in must have been mid-season. Yeah, there you go. It was really close. Were you listening to Chihuahua at the time? Yeah, of course. Yeah, did you hear the first program? I did hear the first program. It's so pretty ordinary. There's a oh, bet. Yeah. There's a little short story about it. They went to then uh, two guys approached the then uh, station boss, Reese Lampshed. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's gone on. And they said, "We think we can do an entertaining football program." And Reese said, "You can start this Saturday." <laughs> and they packed up. <laughs> then they really packed up because yeah. they suddenly had like Oops. a few days yeah. to do something. So. And furthermore, when we were invited to go to ABC in 87 or 8, I think. When you sold your soul, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we got the back first year, the second year. In 87 or 88, we went to the ABC, and the first time we broadcast, 300 complaints. All from the same person. (laughs) Clark Hansen told us that, Mm -hmm. because he put us on. Yeah. But he stuck with us. And we have a laugh about it on air now. Clark Hansen, we interviewed him a couple of years ago on air, and he said 300 complaints on the first broadcast. And still kicking. But he toughed it out, and, yeah, and we're still going, and all the complainers have dropped off the perch. <laughs> you do something long enough. Yeah. <laughs> and they'll <laughs> drop off the perch. Right. Everyone will leave you alone. So yeah. with your music champs, who's who's been your biggest influence? What sort of have you got a, a, a particular artist or, or, or genre of music that sort of you that's your sort of go to? Biggest influence? Mm. Yeah. What's well, some? Is it the field or is it the person? What's the influence? What yeah. grabs your pushes your buttons? What do you mean the field? The, the genre? Yeah, genre. Yeah, the genre. Um, when. Uh, okay, well, uh, I'll try to be brief about this. When I was early in the teens, it was the Seekers and Dylan and Peter, Paul and Mary. They were heavy, they were strong. So clearly I had a folk bent. Never heard of them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> later on, the Eagles, I went and saw the Eagles live in 76 when they were just fresh and exciting. And um, we were obsessed with the Eagles. Um, and we played Eagles covers in our band. Uh, and then as time went by, eh, the whole scope of music. When I'm at home on Sunday morning, I like to play, play 16th century a cappella choral music. And he's going to do one, everyone, he's going to do one of those for you right now. No, <laughs> we are, are going to put on Champy for another one of your songs, though, if we could, Champ. So have you got, um, have you got one of your originals maybe for us? Uh, you can't afford an original. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, well, our, our budget's limitless, champs. Limitless. <laughs> limitless budget. Sorry. <laughs> Strap it on, young man. Uh, so here we go. What are we going to go with, bud? I'm just going to have the lyrics on standby because it's a new one. Oh, good. It's uh, on the new album well, first, which is not out yet. Is this the, is this the preview? Yeah. The debut. Well, if it's not a preview, I don't know what. Else is this is. the debut? Uh, or the debut? Coming from Adelaide. Well, you just sort of use her. I got a nice car. We could go cruising. We could go cruising on the highway together. 
Stuff there. Well done, bud. Well done. You're getting good at this. I think you're still getting better. Sounded better. Never sounded better. How does it feel, chance, to be in a in a live venue again with a real crowd? Well, this is uh, all musicians in this country, you know, just myself, have been had their 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 soul sucked out of them. I was talking to my uh, friend, friend, the jazz player, Frankie. The other day, now Frankie plays. He's one of Melbourne's leading double bass players in the jazz scene. Well, those jazz players, they they gig for their soul, and um, not to gig is to die. And that's what people are dealing with. Some of these musicians, so it's a challenge. Absolutely, it's tough times. I really feel for for all the musos out there, champs. Absolutely, and I can't wait. To be able to support Musos again back once we can get some venues open again. So it's it's going to look pretty different, isn't it, coming out of this lockdown? Yeah, so um, every musician in the country, uh, you know, obviously hasn't done a gig for six months. Uh, and, um, and, and, and then there are those few people, like Berkey, who are, who it's their drug to go out two, three, four nights a week and get live music. 
Now, these people are very rare and very special. Uh, there's just nearly not enough of, them, enough of them to support the industry. But Berkey is a classic example of um, a person who lives a normal day life but has to have live music three or four times a week. And these people are gold to those who do perform uh, when there's never enough crowds for the quality of the act, mm. as Berkey can attest, because he goes and sees them all and he's on his own in mm. the crowd. Uh, so, uh, uh, anyway, yes, and the loss of the festivals is big for me. Now, I can tolerate not doing gigs. Uh, I'm not, if I'm in my 40s and the peak of my career, then um, this is a, a hell of a crunch. Uh, if I'm in the twilight and I can um, uh, sustain not having a gig, well, you'll cop it. Uh, but it's not so for the gut, people in their 20s, 30s, 40s whose career is mm. developing, that's a real tough one. What's the, the loss for me is the festivals. I've had 25 yeah. Tamworths and I won't be going, no one's going in January. Um, that's that's the biggest loss for me. The next second one is Molden Festival, it's mm. a strong yeah. one. Yeah, I've been to about eight or ten of them. I was booked this year, that's lost. Uh, that, in fact, that was uh, so that's in a couple of weeks, if we were on. And then um, the third one is Port Ferry. I think we were going to, I think we were going to be booked on Port Ferry this year, and that's such a big festival. I've heard, I heard, um, a, I heard a whisper you're on. So uh, the, those three losses, they hurt. Absolutely, you played, uh, played plenty of festivals in your day, uh, Greg, and amongst exciting bands. What? What's been your favourite kind of lineup to play with in the last uh, thirty odd years? I know we're going back a bit, but and even more than thirty years. But what's been your favourite lineup? I, I see you. Um, you've obviously got a current lineup um, with the useful members of society, which is a super name. I love. I love my band names. Um, but what's your what's your most favourite uh, lineup at the moment? That's a great question yes. because it's very yeah. Uh, very. It's very all, uh, all my life. So I am going to jump in. Yeah. I used to see Champy, well, when I was a youngster and Champy was in his prime, and he would play with some of the best the best artists going around, which he still does. Some of the best, some of the plays he's got in his band now are just Australia's some of the biggest fun. names. Is, yeah. That is fun. Two, two Daddy Cools, both now gone to the great recording. Dig in the Sky. Yeah. Dig in the Sky. I, I love Daddy Cool growing up, Champs. They were the best. Daddy Cool, I love them. As a young fellow, they were, they were gold. Daddy so two, two of the four uh, heavyweights, Ross and Wayne on bass, um, Wayne was in our band for 30, yeah, yeah. 32 years and Ross was in it for two spells. Yeah. So uh, the privilege of having played with those two is, is not taken lightly. Mm. And Wayne Burt currently is, is a rock god. Yeah, I oh, sure. So um, we, I have played with some rock gods. Pendlebury. Pendlebury. Uh, I've, I've been privileged to play with the Australia's finest. Yeah. Andrew Pendlebury played, he was a guitarist for the sports, and he's just, he's playing better than ever any. Not only was he in sports, but then he had a sort of 20-year career in jazz and mm -hmm. Latin. He, he is a sort of a guitar boffin. Uh, so... Uh, and now Mark Ferry has replaced yeah. uh, um, Wayne Duncan, and he he's a guitar legend who was models, big, yeah. And not only that, Rock Wiz yeah. House Band. Oh, no, that's right. Yeah. So, but now to come back to your question, Aaron, 
I don't really have one favourite format. But the, as we as we get older, uh, the uh, pub band for fifty dollars a gig um, to go to the North Fitzroy pub and make fifty bucks each. That's actually the most fun. I, I don't miss the corporate gigs for the big bucks because there's some stress to that. <laughs> but the Sunday afternoon in the North Fitzroy pub for fifty bucks. That's the gig I missed the most. Or was it Glenn's question? I forget. No, Darren. No. I just one little thing too, guys. I, we go to. A, I go. I've seen Champy play maybe oh, two hundred gigs, maybe over the journey. Some of them I remember. But uh, but he Champs will get 500, 600 bucks, and he'll have four guys playing with him, and he'll give them one hundred and fifty each and play for nothing. And that's how much he loves to play. That's how much he respects the guys he's playing with. And it's about more about the music than it is about the bucks. Well, that's another reason I love you, champion. If you went on camera, I'd, yeah, I'd lay really one on you. Because, well, um, a lot of the players I play with are genuinely stint. Hmm. Uh, some of them, one of them, the drummer lives up the bush. Yeah. So they come a long way. So um, it means something to them to get a few, another, an extra. 20 or 50. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Put some fuel in the car. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, as we know, uh, fuel's not getting in cheaper. It's not getting cheaper to live, but it's interesting. Uh, the cost the cost to pay a muso is, with, uh, especially in a band, has been between 50 to 150 after all these years and, and still hasn't changed. Um, it's incredible. That, uh, it's the going rate, always has been. Um, and sadly, that's not going to change. And uh, I'd love to think that was going to change outside of this lockup, but it's only going to get harder and tighter, isn't it? No the the great JJ Hackett, who's also gone to the gig above, mm. and who the Mondo Rock drummer and uh, Australia, one of Australia's finest drummers, yeah. said, and one of the the great wits said in 1990, the sun will always rise tomorrow, the England will always lose, uh, England will always <laughs> lose, lose the Ashes, and the musician will always get a hundred bucks a gig. And he said it in 1990, and here we are 30 years later. How prophetic, prophetic. <laughs> and, and just as pathetic, we're going to ask you to play another song for nothing. <laughs> so <laughs> that's, that, that's like a worse one. What is that? Kaching, kaching. Have you used up all your budget? Yeah, we're done. Uh, yeah, we're, we're what, what, about, what about a cover? Oh, yeah. Is there something you want to play that? Yeah. It's ringing your bells at the moment. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, Mr. Greg Chabian. Yeah. When I woke up this morning, you were on my mind. Said, you were on my mind. I got trouble. I got worries, for I got wounds to find. So I went to the court just to ease my pain. Just to ease my pain. Cause I got worries, for I got trouble. I came home again. Yeah, I went to the corner 
I nearly forgot the chord change. No, no, that's a ripper. Yeah. I like that. that <laughs> Flying by the seat of the pants there. Yeah. Great work, Kenny. What well done, Well, uh, that song, I bought the EP when I was 14. So 1971, I was going on the way home in Adelaide on the bus. I had to take two buses to get home. And one into the city and then one out. And um, I'd, drop, I'd drop into the department store record bar because uh, I was getting into the charts on the tranny in the bedroom and uh, chart heads and I was um, and I bought my first EP and it was Crispian St Peter's and on, on it was uh, the, the, there were four tracks uh, and that was one and they're all hits so that's why I thought I'd get value out of good work but that song is is a, a masterpiece written by Sylvia Fricker of Ian and Sylvia oh really yeah. She was a freaking good writer, that. <laughs> Unstoppable. Canadian uh, duo. Yeah. From Canada. <laughs> and uh, it's still a great song. Isn't oh, it? yeah. About, kills. About, uh, 60, written at about 64 or 5 or something. But imagine that with a band, guys. A champion mm. plays down um, the Monte, well, was playing up until a while ago, down at the Monte RSL, and there'd be 100 people there. And he'd start off just with his mellow set and a few of those folk songs but um by the end of the night the place will be jumping you know and it's, it's a sunday afternoon you're gonna go out for work on the monday and just kill us and you've got a good band you can do that but well done mate we like it that uh that one i haven't done with a band i've done it in duo with, uh, with 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 christian christian mitchy the great melbourne songwriter christian mitchy uh he and i have uh, duetted that one it's just such a happy winning song that yeah, they put a smile on Glenn's face when I started playing. <laughs> oh, man, I love that. Great song. Great song. It's just, it just brings back memories as soon as it starts. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely one of those, for sure. Um, speaking what of memories... What a great line. I've got wounds to bind. What a great line. <laughs> well, it's funny you mention that, Glenn. You're obviously a, a thinking man about your lyrics. Listener. 
Because I keep thinking, what the flip are they doing putting that line in there? <laughs> what you, so I'm not sure if it's a great line or it's a mystery line, mate. But there's a bigger mystery line in that song. Since you've raised it, why does he say, I, I went to the corner just to ease my pain, and I got worries, I got troubles, so I came home again. She wrote the song. I know, but what did, I came home again. He's gone to the corner to ease his pain and he's We're got back. trouble and worries. I'll go back and cop some more. I, 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 <laughs> you I go to someone else's house, wouldn't you? I just feel yeah. Sylvia ran out of ideas. I think just, so. Yeah, she's, look, she was struggling at the end there. Yeah, just the, we all know she had problems. Yeah. Classic <laughs> punishment, I think. Yeah, yeah. But no, uh, interesting words. Not many words in the song. Very no, few, but very few. Just a happy song. Um, Champs, just want to touch on the year 1995. Um, Channel 7 took up one of your great songs um, and used it in as a theme for a lot of the AFL broadcasts for, for many years there. Um, that song being, uh, that's the thing about football, uh, became a became a great song for me to, to, to tune the, turn the TV on and, and listen to uh, one of your great songs. And obviously that's that's made you a little proud to, to have that sitting there with Channel 7. Hopefully you're sitting back on, on the royalties after all these years and um, paying for the next the next holiday. I don't know if the song ever earns much into our money. Uh, hard to know, really. But... Um, Oh, I think I jokingly said that nine, I'm, I made 100 in the backyard at Mums was 1985, and yes, that's the thing about football was 1995. They are, that is my last lucky break. That I haven't had a break since then. Um, those two things were my best luck. Uh, I, I don't for a minute think they're nearly my two best songs. No. They're just two songs that at the right place and time, yeah. somebody decided... Ian McNamara decided to make I Made 100 a hit and, and, and the head of Seven Sport, Gordon Bennett, decided to put that thing about football on TV and nobody has decided to put anything on anything <laughs> ever since. <laughs> I've, I've got dozens, dozens and dozens more, probably possibly better, yeah, yeah. but you know, luck and time and place and showbiz are all uh, moving targets. That's not over yet. No, his I, best his best stuff's ahead. Wait till the Keylor Council hears that Keylor beat. That's the next one. There's a scooter, guys. This we're not going to hear it today, but uh, it'll be on the new album. I hear, champion. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. When can we expect to see that one? Um, you'll get that at all good greengrocers uh, in sometime in 2021, uh, because you know the lockdown. No, it's nearly ready to go. Yeah, um, uh, uh, that Keylor beat, a uh, uh, long story how it came about, but uh, Mark Ferry, the bass player, he said, this one's got the tequila beat. And I thought, did you say that Keylor beat? And I ended up, we ended up, it came, came a running gang and ended up writing a song called that Keylor beat about how all the people of Keylor have a, a, a such a groovy people that they're mm. just constantly mm. dancing partying singing and swinging to that key law beat uh you have you have to be there in the song and even then 
it's it's fifty fifty. <laughs> You'll hear it every I'll bleed all over I'll bleed all over radio, I reckon champ this one. Uh, it's a big one. Well <laughs> you might get a couple of plays on PBS. <laughs> Um, so just during this lockdown period, champs, have you been working on anything else? What's been happening for you? I know a lot of the younger blokes out there are, are quite connected in that space, being able to um, have band their own bands and musicians from their bands being able to pass bits around and uh, try and try and keep things moving in relation to recording and, and writing and things like that. It gets a little bit harder. Um, no disrespect, but in your generation of technically... Uh, challenged in some respect, not you, but necessarily potentially some of your band members. It makes it much harder to get uh, get the word around of where everyone's up to and writing songs. What what's it been for you in the in the last couple of months? Obviously, it's, it's a lot lot more than that now, a couple of months. But um, what have you been working on in in the last couple in particular? Did you time that question? <laughs> I'm afraid you exceeded your time limit for the question there, Aaron. Uh, you've busted your cap, your salary cap there, mate. Um, just for the listeners, he asked, what's been happening in the so last few happening? months? To answer your question, Aaron, um, the lockdown has provided me with a chance, chance or chance. 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 Well, Victorian. You're Victorian. I told you I'm bisexual about my nationality. Uh, with a chance or chance uh, to spend more time in the studio. Now, that's fine if you've got the uh, uh, disposable income. So uh, many musicians wouldn't have the privilege to just spend time in the studio. Uh, and I've, um, I've got a, a friend, uh, uh, <laughs> get a lucky deal on my clean floors. No. And so I have just, Aaron, uh, spent more time in the studio, seeing as there aren't any gigs around. And so that's why I've got an album almost finished. The album was half finished before the lockdown, but that's it's taken this long to get it near to the end. Fantastic. Can't wait for that. Look forward to 21 on a positive start um, with the new album. That'll be great. Well, uh, maybe you've got to give birth to your babies. And if they otherwise they back up in the birth canal. Yeah. So um, even you so you make a record and then you kiss goodbye to it, you know, promote it. And you just hope that somewhere, sometime after you've dropped off the perch, somebody, some people will find songs on there they like. Uh, but it's a question of wanting to give birth to your babies rather than uh, this, any hopes for where they're going. But I tell you this, if I may, Aaron, if I may say so. And let me said that, Aaron, may I say this. And uh, my, and my, Hello, Australians. Do I sound sincere enough? Um, I'm trying to be a politician. Yeah. Um, and now I forgot what I was going to say. So that's a good politician. <laughs> no, I tell you this. Uh, uh, I feel that I'm uh, I'm still getting better at songwriting. I also find I'm still getting better at singing. I was coming from a low base, so um, I think. Uh, so uh, every every uh, muso thinks the new album is their best, but trust me, this one is. Uh, uh, so uh, I, I'm pleased with what they're doing in the studio, and I hope other people will be too. Obviously, a little bit of pressure after 30 odd albums. It's a it's a pretty extensive career there. 
Well, when you mix up the footy albums and the cricket albums, and there's your Christmas albums, and there's your humour albums, um, and then there's the straight more country albums that all adds up to somewhere in the 35 area. That's incredible. Yeah. And that's some great stuff in between it too, folks. So look out for Champy stuff. He's um he's all over uh, his Facebook, and Aaron will put up a bit of a feed there on the on the uh, just to let let you know where you can get your stuff. That's all there, right in front of you. So get out and uh, get out that PayPal. We're all got our job keeper, so we can go and spend up and instead of buying a fridge, go and buy the Champy collection. It's been a pleasure today, haven't you, Champy? Oh, we're not finishing. We're just warming up, are we? Just getting started, but the listeners have to get up and cook a roast. Well, let's you go out and hit the uh, go out and hit the barbie. All right. Play a bit of backyard cricket. Got me. And then we'll see where life takes us. Sounds perfect to me, ladies and gentlemen. Let's uh, once again welcome. We might. Can we finish up with a song? A diamond. We've got a diamond valley song, Champy. Is there anything? Can't afford it. Can't afford. It. Still can't afford. It. All right. So. Uh, I was told to do the train to Montmorency. He was not told. Oh, yeah, you were too. Yeah, yeah, being, let's a, finish up with being a local Montmorency boy myself, um, and so so is Glenn. Um, so I'm sure we'd be honoured to have you uh, play the the classic Hurstbridge line song, champs. Um, we've taken many many a trip along that Hurstbridge train. Uh, so let's bring back some memories for us. Well, Berkey told me that uh, when I sang the song on air, Berkey said that he'd done that trip countless times. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He says he doesn't do it anymore. Man, <laughs> and I may confess, Aaron, that I've taken the Hursty train. I've been in uh, this region now for 16, 17 years now, mate. I've taken the Hursty train once. Never again. Well, it, it wasn't, it, it was a character building experience, Aaron. Uh, but uh, the truth was, it was the uh, Commonwealth Games. At the G, and it was just seemed the right thing to do. But uh, no, I'm just a snob who drives. Yeah, uh, no, yes, self-indulgent driving snob. Mm. But uh, the Hursty train, I believe it's character building. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, on that note, let's hear it one more time for Mr. Greg Champion. Riding on the train to Montmorency. Well, you don't drive on it. No. Riding no. on the train from Montmorency. Black and white as far as the eye can see. Past the paper bag that holds the bottle. Found for Friday football at the G. And the sons of railway workers. And the mums of union members, and they pick up more at Greensboro and McLeod. And they all join in that warm refrain about upholding the Maclay name. And too bad if you're not one, I'll be proud. Here comes the 6.15 from Hurstbridge. Ferrying the feral Macbeth horse, it's the black and white express from Montmorency. And if you're not one of them, don't get on board. Before it even gets to Montmorency, it stops at Waddle Glen and Diamond Creek. 
even screams if you've got an album. This will be the highlight of the week. And from Alphonson down to Fairfield, from Heidelberg to Clifton Hill, but none from Eaglemont or Ivanhoe. <laughs> Stopping at Victoria Park, as evening fades away to dark, they talk about why Buckley has to go. <laughs> Nighttime on the train to Montmorency, all forlorn on such a quiet ride. Didn't turn out quite how they expected. And once again, completely crucified. As they roll through dirty Richmond and on through West Station, they talk about the things to hide their grief. And mostly the discussion turns to everybody's chief concern, and that's how to get a better set of teeth. There goes the 10.15 from Hurst Bridge to Ferrying the Feral Magpie Horde. It's the Black and White Express to Montmorency. And if you're not one of them, don't get on board. Rock and roll. Big rock and roll finish. How good's that, lads? Absolutely. Berkey, uh, do us a favour and, and thank Champs for everything coming on on Ronda. Great show. Give him give him a big kiss. Socially distance, obviously, of course. Great to see you, Champs. We really appreciate your time on a Sunday afternoon. Um, you've earned a beer. Well done. Thanks, Champs. Yeah, really good. Thank you, Glenn and Aaron and Berkey and viewers. Nice to be with you, always. The thousands are out there. Let's do it again <laughs> next Sunday. <laughs> All the best, boys. Lots of love. We'll see you soon. Yeah, yeah. All the best. Bye, guys. <laughs>